2: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend today. Oh my goodness! It's only
3: preseason.
4: March Madness rolls on. It's time for a brand new episode of Give Me the Hot Sauce. Got brand new headphones that are kind of working, kind of not working. Is Cisco uh, uh-huh. on? What's going on over here, Cisco? You all right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay.
3: Yeah. Wait, wait, wait to call him out, Mark. Way wait, wait, wait to make him nervous over there. He's over there sweating right now. He's like, what did I do this time? But, yeah, but that shirt fits. looking good. Yeah, the shirt. He's got a hoodie on. I like that. It fits. It's like two sizes too big, but it's, it's good. It's cold outside. He's been working out. Yeah. He told me he just got a call from the Marines. Yeah. I told him. I told me. When they say they ask you, what, what do you want to do? What do they ask you? When you grow up. What do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Okay. Yeah, and he said, yeah, what, that's what the guy asked him, the recruiter. What are you going to do when you grow up? And I told him to tell him, I'm going to hang the phone up on you. Click. That's what I'm doing. What, did they see it. in that tight T-shirt?
4: Is that what, why they called you? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but he them. But he has a, what, a cousin? Or, he has a cousin in the military. All right. I, you know, listen, listen, you know, you do what you want to do. I'm yeah, whatever suits you well. I told you. I told him how I feel what you need to do because he's a smart kid. He wants to get into broadcasting. He had yeah. uh, he had a special conversation with Adam Amin. Oh, nice. And, uh, he did. Yeah. Adam gave him some advice, and uh, you know after after he was starstruck a little bit, he kind of was biting his tongue, and you know mm-hmm. he was a little nervous. And Adam calmed him down, rubbed his head. <laughs> said, you know, it's okay. <laughs>
4: Our guy, Cisco, one of the stars of the Sriracha crew, doing double duty tonight. And wait a
3: minute, welcome back. Yeah, D's back. Yes, there he is. That guy's got attitude, man. I, I take that back. You know, I just retract that of the air. That welcome back. I'm just snatching it back. That guy's got attitude. He, so, so we're anticipating he, clean audio tonight. Yeah. No issues. He's our audio guy, sound yeah. guy. We surely missed him over the last couple of weeks, and uh, he's a little bit abusive today for me. I, yeah, he you know, was we nagging got, me earlier. We got new. We got new head. We got new headphones. <laughs> we, we've upgraded the headphones. We went from uh, some Prince Don Juan uh, headsets we had last time. Now we got some new headphones, and so D was trying to tell me how to. Now, it's not like I don't do this for a living, but I'm trying to hide the cord. And so he, he tried to come over and he tried to show me what to do. And then so he, he just slammed the headphones on my head and then he slapped my ears like oh, that. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, I, I was about ready to call the police and make a formal <laughs> complaint. Okay? Because that's what we do now. We're no longer fighting, Mark. I'm no longer fighting anybody. I'm just calling the police. Okay? I'm going get you arrested. Okay? I'm trying to sue you. Okay.
4: Well, yeah. I want to start out the show with a bit of congratulations. We want to pass along to our good friend Kendall Gill's son, Phoenix. They won their super sectional game. We are recording this episode on monday night stacy they won in double overtime they beat Grays lake central 67 60 in double overtime they advanced to the semi-finals of the class 3a state high school tournament they'll play chicago simeon on friday that'll be a tough moment for them so they get getting to the state <laughs> they're going the- down to champagne
3: going oh, down wow. state that's, state awesome. Semifinals. that's yeah. awesome man I'm, I'm so proud of uh phoenix man he's uh He's gonna end up being one of the top recruits yeah. uh, before it's all said. Good uh, kid uh, and he's too. Like, but sophomore, sophomore, sophomore. He's he's uh he plays extremely really like his dad. I mean, good defense, can shoot it. He might be able to shoot it better than Kendall at this stage. You know? yeah. yeah. Uh Probably not as good of athlete, but he's not a bad athlete. Yeah. You know, Kendall could junk on everybody, but you know, at that age, but but I've I've watched him play a few times, and he's 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 gonna be a big time. He's still got growth. You know, he's still gonna yeah. grow. He's got that body to grow into his frame. He'll probably be about six four, six five. Yeah, like his dad. So, you got any great memories from your uh, high school tournament days? You know what, man? America, you know, I've been a winner my whole life, except my high school <laughs> career. Uh, my coach cost us a chance. We made it to the Final Four in the the Oklahoma State yeah. Finals. And uh, our coach decided that he wanted to coach instead of letting them. Let the athletes <laughs> play. And, uh, you know, we, we got the chance to play the Final Four at uh, Lloyd Noble Arena, where I ended up yeah. being a being a star, uh, in the jersey, all American my jersey yeah. hung up over there. That's I didn't want a two ball horn America. Beep, beep. never. But you know, shut your mouth though if you get throw punts. So, so we we get to the final four. We got we got the number one team in the state. We end up be, uh, playing a team that we'd already beat early in the year. Tulsa Memorial. Uh, they were kind of like Hoosiers, you know. They ran plays. Mm-hmm. We didn't run plays. We just pressed and trapped and <laughs> we yeah. turned you over. And they just, they, you know, our coach decided he want a coach. The <laughs> he went to coach and he, we had all the athletes we had we had two guys who went to play pro we had some pro baseball players on our team Our my high school is one of the top high schools as far as putting out professional athletes and so that's how imagine that's how good our team was I think we were like 27 and 4 that year and he just decided to coach man tried to run wow. some plays instead yeah. of just turn the animals loose let us go man let us just put you know get the ball off the glass push it let's trap let's you know boom and you know we got out of our game plan and we got back cut to death and those are games you never forget, playing with no, your friends in high no, school. I mean, no. those are special times. You know what? You don't get those days back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You go back and you're wearing the Letterman's jacket and all that right, stuff right. and going to the school dances and stuff like that. You don't get that time back, but there's great memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you meet up with guys you went to high school with. Um, you know, we still do the reunions. Um, that's pretty cool to see you know, yeah. everybody. Um, oh, also, special, special, happy he- uh, heavenly birthday to my man uh, Coach Billy Tubbs. Uh, he would have been 88 yesterday, so uh Shout out to him, one of the one of the best coaches mm-hmm. I've ever played for. Whispers, you got any high school glory day stories? Not really.
5: <laughs> well, Moving right along. There's yeah. things I can't talk about.
4: Oh Why is that? God. Is there a restraining order, court order? They're still under investigation. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I was out of control. I thought you were a pretty good athlete in high school. You were telling me yeah, you yeah,
5: played some yeah, football, I was. right? Yeah, some football, soccer, and then I was on uh, even floor exercise. Okay, all America all the
3: America I have to I can't take this lying anymore. I'm sorry, I had to break the news. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we have breaking news. Uh, the truth about Timmy Whispers is he was in the band, and he played a tuba, and he also was in the Glee Club, and uh, he, he sang, you know, the school fight songs. He didn't play any sports America. Yeah. He didn't become athletic until he was 30 just throw that out there. I can't lie to the people anymore. You got to be honest,
5: man. You can't be lying to the people. Well, they know you're lying. They've heard me sing on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, I definitely wasn't well. going <laughs> to
4: Well, you know, what we've been doing really is we've been stalling because we've got to talk about the Bulls and we really don't want oh, to. Uh, it's It's been a tough few days. Obviously, wow. Kevin Durant and company came in here on Friday night and they look really strong with Durant in that lineup. And then the Bulls, once again, the Indiana Pacers have had their number this year. Let one slip Away. Stacey, uh what's your outlook? What's going on?
3: Oh man, Mark, the Bulls are one of the best teams for two quarters, mm-hmm. maybe three. They'd be they'd be one of the top teams in the league. There's something about man they, where they get into these situations, and it seems like it's always the fourth quarter. You know, we put up a graphic the other night against Indiana. You know, where the Bulls had 21 point leads. They've had over like a 50 points total lead against Indiana until see it. You know, just disappear. And it's it's just like, you know, you look at it and you go, What is the problem? You know, what is the problem? You can point it and say, well, it's defense, it's lack of ball movement, you know, lack of, you know, player movement. It's all the above. And then also not utilizing and saying, Hey, look, you know what? Vooch has got the mismatches. Let's just go to him. Let's get in the ball. If he scores fifty inside, like we're gonna win. That's all that's all we should all care about. Um, Zach's playing out of his mind. You know, he's playing good basketball right now, but it comes down to the fourth quarter where they just don't play together. Yeah, Zach had 42
4: points in that loss to the Pacers, and he was making some really difficult shots. But, you know, it comes down to so many situations. You get iso ball with either Zach or DeMar DeRozan trying to get a shot off. And, you know, Billy talked about having a more wide-open, free-flowing offense. We really haven't seen that for most of the season.
3: No. I mean, because those guys are your all-star players. You know, they're going to take the majority of the shots. Those two. You know, Zach and DeMar are going to take the most shots. And then Vuce is going to be the third guy in that group that's going to get shots. But the problem is is that you know on most nights you know especially in the fourth quarter you know you can't wait for guys to get going if they if, if Zach's got it going I say ride him you know it's like he had it going against Indiana that night and I said hey you know what they should be going through him let him let him do the operating because he was I mean he was unbelievable in the fourth quarter but. A lot of times it's just recognition. I I, want to say, I don't want to say guys are not smart, but it comes down to basketball IQ. Mm I mean, seriously, let's just keep it real. You know, no, no, no pulling punches. I'm not saying anybody's not, you're not saying a person is not not smart or not stupid. Basketball IQ is, how do we get the easiest shot? How do we, how do we get... Take advantage of a mismatch. Who has the mismatch? What shot do we need to get on this possession? These are the things that that you have to formulate as the game goes along because the game is so fast and the, the momentum can change within a second. Uh, uh, you know, Indiana can hit three threes and give it like uh, the kid, Duarte hit three threes. All of a sudden, you know, 10, 12-point lead goes down to two. Okay. What do we do now to respond? We got a pick and roll, Voots rolls to the basket. He's got Halliburton in the post. That's an automatic read, automatic mismatch. The play now is over. You're no longer running in the play that you already had designed. You have now the mismatch that you want. It makes the game easier when you can exploit mismatches. The Bulls in the fourth quarter don't recognize me. It's not I don't even think it's not that they don't recognize this, they don't care. Because this is, I'm, well, you know, I got a mismatch. I got a seven footer on me out here. That's a mismatch. Yeah. But if you got a guy mismatched five feet from the basket and you're 30 feet from the basket, it's easier for a team to run another person at you and get the ball at your hands from 30 feet compared to throwing the ball down to someone who's five feet away from the basket. Double team comes down there. Now he can kick it back out to you and you get a wide open shot. So it's just concepts and understanding, you know, what you're trying to get on every possession. Well, if you're a glass
4: half full kind of person like Stacey is, there's still plenty of it's time. It- Left in the, the glass season. is empty.
3: It's not half full, Mark. I'm the biggest optimist. I'm not lying. I'm they're, they're only a game and a half out of the tenth position. Which means say, they still could make the play. Mark, in Mark, Mark. Yeah. They're wearing my they wearing my optimism thin, bro. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, uh, every day I go home, you know, I'm just I just pull out a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> I don't even drink. <laughs>
4: he just looks at I it. I just look at it. I
3: just look at it, and
4: I wonder what it tastes like. So is Mike have to cheer you up on the ride home? No, you actually take yourself to the home game. Yeah,
3: team. I take yeah. myself to the home game. You know, I still believe they're going to get in the play-in game. And, yeah. I, and I do believe they have a chance to come out of the play-in games, the playing games. I do. I do. They have too much talent. They yeah, have they too have less talent. talent. Yeah. And And what's going to happen here, what's going to have to happen is, is Billy's going to have to, like – gonna have to get tough if you're not ready to play and you we're not gonna wait for you to for two quarters to get going you got to come out someone else got to step in yeah. and you gotta you gotta implore that with everybody not just one or two players not like the younger players but everybody if the veterans are not ready to play i gotta put somebody else in you know because billy's quick to take out patrick williams he's, he's quick to take out io and kobe, and, and kobe yeah. you know but you t- in order to we're at the last how many games left Like 15, 16 games? Yeah, 16 or 17, something like that. So we're down to nut-cutting time. So there's no there's no load management. There's no resting guys for oh we got to wrestle for tomorrow back to back. And there's none of that because you're in, you're not in position to be waiting anymore. So now it's like we got to come out ready to play. And if I'm the coach, if I'm Billy Donovan, I feel like the 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 energy is not there. Then I got to put some people in there that's going to give me some energy to win this ball game. And it's nothing personal. We're trying to win. We're trying to get to the playoffs. And if you're not ready to play, you got to come sit next to me and and maybe you can help me coach. Yeah, now the Bulls have to go on the road for a
4: couple of games. They play Nikola Jokic and the best team in the West, the Nuggets, oh, on Lord. Wednesday. You looking forward to that trip?
3: It's a short trip. Um, yeah, you know we're there for a day, but then we go to Houston. Yeah, and you know Houston, I think Houston beat us early in the season. I think they beat us yeah. here. We had a lot of bad losses. Yeah, we have had a lot of sure. bad losses, and uh, those are those are going to be tough games. I mean. Listen, it's coming down. Look, look at the schedule. I mean, I mean, uh, Sacramento's number three team in the Western Conference. Uh, Timberwolves are battling for a playoff spot. You got Miami who's struggling a little bit, but it's still Miami. They always play good against the Bulls. You got the 76ers twice. Dame, Lillard, Portland, we're going out west. I mean, those yeah. those three games out west are not going to be easy. I mean, I don't think LeBron James will be playing by the 26th. But, I mean, still the Clippers are are, are playing a little bit better. I mean, those, yeah, those, these, run, those most of
4: those teams have something to play for. Man, yeah. that,
3: that's that's a that's a tough stretch.
4: Yeah, seventeen games left on the schedule right now. The oh. Bulls are at twenty nine and thirty five, tied with the Indiana Pacers for the eleventh seed. They're a game and a half behind the Washington Wizards. Which we
3: lost the, the tiebreaker to Indiana now.
4: Yeah. So that's that's not gonna help us out. Yeah, it's been crazy. Obviously, this is a season that's that's been disappointing. As Stacey mentioned, a lot of individual talent. Three guys who were former All-Stars, and you expect a lot more. But sometimes teams just can't get out of the gate, and they struggle all year long, and that's been the case for the Bulls. Hey, want to bring in one of our great sponsors who's been with us all year, our buddy Jeff Vukovic. He is the man with Nationwide Insurance. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance, our good friend, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic. You know he's been struggling watching the Bulls not being able to put it together as well as we expected this season. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. So for all your insurance needs, make sure you contact the Vuk at jeffvuk.com. Stacy, got the jingle in you tonight.
2: Nationwide.
3: (laughs) is
5: on your side. (laughs) Woo!
4: Never disappoints. (laughs) Even with the Bulls coming off a couple of painful losses, Stacy delivers on the jingle. So the make sure club. you contact Jeff Fukovich for all your insurance needs. <laughs> the big story around the NBA, of course, is what's going on with John Morant. He is away from the Memphis Grizzlies right now. They said it'd be at least two games where he released a statement, John Morant did, that he's going to try to get some help and try to f- figure out what's been going on in his personal life. He's been involved in a number of gun-related violent incidents over the past year, and the latest one I'm sure you read about he was seen in a nightclub outside of Denver uh waving a gun around and the league is investigating. Denver area police are investigating. And you know, this this is continues to get worse because each incident it seems you run out of excuses. I mean you can't say, Oh, it's this posse, it's the other guys who are doing things. This was Ja on his own Instagram live account, just basically flaunting it for anybody to see.
3: It's sad, too, because, you know, this is a kid who's got $231 million invested from Memphis, and mm-hmm. they expect him to be here. But with what he's doing right now, you know, being something that he's not, I mean, you don't, no one's questions. I mean, no one's questioned whether he's tough or not. You don't have to be, if you're tough, you don't need anybody to tell you that you're tough. Okay, I'll whoop your ass, but don't mean I got to tell you I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you mess with me, then I'm giving you a two piece with a biscuit and a fan of orange. Okay, (laughs) but I don't go around telling everybody that. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to show how you don't have to show how bad you are. My dad used to tell me all the time. The loudest dude in the room is always the guy that gets his butt whipped all the time. It's the quiet ones you need to worry about. And so John Moran out here, you know, talking and pointing guns. And, you know, it started with verbal stuff. You know, you talking trash to people in games. And then, you know, the Indiana situation where someone pointed a gun at the Indiana players and mm-hmm. and he was in the van with them and now you see him doing this and he's posing with a gun it's almost like, okay, what are you trying to prove here? Like yeah. honestly, what are you trying to you're a superstar athlete. Uh you you one day you could be possible MVP. Okay, Nike gave you a big deal. They passed on Kyrie Irving, they gave you basically Kyrie Irving's deal. So they've invested a lot of money in you. So are you willing to throw all this away just to prove the point that you're tough? Just to prove the point that you're you're your hood or you're you're your gangster? You know, uh, you're, you with that, you're with the, uh, I'm with all that smoke or whatever. You know, you're not, you were not born that you weren't born into this kind of stuff. This is most kids, most kids who are born in that situation, Mark, or born on the other side of the track will try to do anything they can to get out of that environment. They're not trying to go back into it. Once they get out, that's why you see guys like the rappers like Chief Keefe, you know, who's who's who is comes from, you know, from the South Side. Uh Inglewood, O Block, okay? He's a big time rapper. He doesn't come back little Dirk all these guys they know if they come back they're putting themselves in danger coming back here most guys who do that they don't want to come back to where they come where they came from they want to escape that and John Moran with doing the stuff that he's doing and that's not how he was raised I mean he—he, he I mean, there's a skit out there Michael Rappaport put the skit out there to him and basically clowned him for all the things that he did like where he said he's from, you know where he went to school he went to a private school his parents are still together uh, you know he was you know he's brought up in a in in a middle class family, total opposite of what he's trying to represent. And to be honest with you, he's in Memphis, and there's a lot of stuff going on in Memphis right now. Um, there's a rapper named Young Dolph who got murdered uh, early in the year, and there is a there's an ongoing war going on with that, and he is on the side of the people who so called uh, allegedly had something to do with this rapper Young Dolph being murdered. He's on the other side. So you don't want to get caught up in that because – those people don't care who you are. You, to you, to them, you're the enemy. Regards, you play for Memphis or not, you don't get no pass. If you running around here throwing up gang signs and you're going around here pointing guns and talking about I'm going to shoot the ops and all this other stuff, you become a target now. You become the biggest target, which is they call score. You, you kill somebody like that, that's a big time score. So he he better watch himself. That's not something to joke with. And from the sports perspective, all the stuff that's surrounding
4: John Moran has definitely had an impact on the Memphis Grizzlies team. Remember about six weeks ago, they were right there with Denver battling for the number one seed in the West. And they've really taken a nosedive over the last five or six weeks. They had a long losing streak. And, you know, they're starting to fade in in late in the season. And remember the interview Morant did uh, on ESPN where he said, I'm fine in the West. Nobody. The only the only team I'm worried about is Boston. We got the West.
3: Well, I, I think you've kind of regret saying that. Well, I tell you what, it, the the situation has gotten so out of hand that Stephen Adams called a, a, a player players only meeting, mm-hmm. and so to try to find out what's going on and let's get back on track and focus on basketball and not so much what's going on off the court. Yeah,
4: and it's, it, you know, Memphis is one of the youngest teams in the league. I heard today that they don't have a player on their roster that's over 30 years old. So it's like, you know, there's there's really not anyone to provide that veteran leadership. And you talked about his family. His dad is at a lot of the games. You think that that his dad would provide some counsel there?
3: Well, I mean, you, you saw his dad. His dad's, in you know, up and, you know, it's almost like, And listen, I know you could be proud of your son. You know, your son's at the highest pinnacle. Be proud of him. You know, you sit in the stands, cheer your son on. I mean, you're out there, you know, you're out there kind of getting into skirmishes with, you know, with uh Shannon Sharp and and making it making it more about you than it is about your son. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, you're a product of how you're raised that's what my parents always used to tell me all the time is that when you leave this house you're a reflection of how you're raised so with the way you act out there people are going to look at you and go okay he's raised that way so if I go out there out there acting like a knucklehead and doing stupid stuff then people are going to say well that, you know, where's his parents at this is how he was raised but if you go out there and handle your business you're respectful of people you do all the right things and you carry yourself in a professional manner you know, people won't look at you that way they'll yeah. look at you as like oh there's you know when you walk into the elevator, you know, they don't they are hiding their purse because they've seen you on social media and also social media makes it gets to everybody. Everybody has social media now. Everybody's on IG. Everybody's on TikTok. I mean, you got 80 year old grandmothers dancing on TikTok. So that I mean, so <laughs> you've got it out there. Everybody can see what goes on around the world. So when you're putting this stuff out there and you're on Instagram, and you're showing a gun. Everyone saw that. You can't take that back. You can't say, oh, delete it, delete it, delete it. Somebody else has got it and has been retweeted over and over and over, and now you put yourself in a situation where the NBA has got to step in and go, hey, wait a minute, maybe this is getting out of hand now. Yeah, and John
4: Moran with his high-flying dunks, all the great plays that he's had. You know, he brought back memories of a young Derrick Rose. He was rapidly becoming one of the most popular players in the league, and as Stacey mentioned earlier, this could really affect him in the world of endorsements and income off the court. So we'll see what happens to the Memphis Grizzlies. They were a team that a lot of people liked, and now they might be in a situation where they could be a first-round upset victim if they don't get their act together. Uh, We've got a special guest coming up, Dave Revson of the Big Ten Network. Of course, you remember him from years ago where he worked at ESPN, wrote a great book on football. We'll talk about all of that with Dave. Before we do that, I just want to – did you see Giannis pull a Ricky Davis yesterday trying to get the extra rebound, and the league took it away. Thank goodness the league took it away. Let me tell you something.
3: If I would have been the Washington Wizard player that was right there, as soon as he shot that and I saw, saw what he was getting ready to do, I'd have knocked it out of bounds yeah I would yeah. not, then the clock would expire. And you would. I'm got surprised
4: that. Giannis did that because normally he's been you know, he plays the game the right way. But that was bad. That was was bad look. was a bad look. That yeah. a bad,
3: you know, Gian, Giannis, Giannis 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 the Greek freak. That was a bad look. <laughs> and yeah. He gave that wink in an interview. He goes, Yeah, yeah well, I pulled
4: it off. Yeah. Well, no the said, no, 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 no. no we ain't giving that no, to you. No,
3: no. But I would have. I would have. I would. I would have knocked it out of the bounds. I would have fouled him. I would have done something if I known that's yeah. what he was doing. Because it was obvious what he was doing. You could tell yeah. as he was winding up to go down there. And I don't know who the player was. It might have been Kispert or someone. I don't know. One of the young players from yeah, or, it was either or, or, or yeah. yeah, one of them was yeah. right there, yeah. and they could have done something. They didn't do it. Yeah. So if you're a veteran player on the Wizards, you're you're telling those guys you don't ever let someone do that. You imagine us. if that was Charles Oakley standing. Oh like, hey, Charles Oakley would have knocked the uh, knocked Giannis into the fourth row. Yeah, Anthony Mason, guys like yeah. I mean, we would have
4: done it. Yeah. We no
3: no one's you ain't gonna clown yeah. us on our own court now, nah, right. bro. That ain't working like
4: that. <laughs> so Dave Revson is on deck. Whispers, uh, we haven't heard from Christopher Walken yet. Tell the folks about how they can get some uh, special. Give me the hot sauce. Oh, thanks, Mike. The hottest games of the basketball season coming up with March Madness. It is getting hot out there. It's hot in the air too. It
5: is hot. <laughs> is there any air in this place? My God. So, yeah, if you're looking for hot sauce, you've come to the right place. We got you <laughs> covered. Get your kitchen so hot, and burn your eyeballs out. So stop by com and use code KING21. Get 21% off. And uh, we'll have Whispers pack it up for you.
4: (laughs) That's his big skill. He's the expert hot sauce packer. That's
5: all he's got these days. I just heard he did nothing in high school. Yeah, he was, he was in the band, in the Glee Club. He was Club. in the band, in the Glee Club. <laughs> yeah, Glee Club, probably played with kittens.
4: And Stacy, tell the folks about your signature burger. Oh. Goose Island.
3: Hey, listen, go down to Goose Islands on Clyburn. Uh As for the Stacy King, give me the hot sauce burger, it is a barbecue burger. It's a steak burger with the barbecue sauce infused in the yeah. burger, and then you can still pour the hot barbecue sauce on top of the burger. Uh, also, you have a waffle fries or a regular fries, truffle, fries and they have the green um, uh, St. Pat's Verde aioli mm-hmm. sauce that you can dip the fries in. So wow. it's so it's, a, it's a complete, ladies and gentlemen, it's a complete meal with the give me the hot sauce, hot sauce. And uh, just remember when you're eating it and you're sitting there, you get a free bottle of hot sauce with the order. And uh, proceeds go to charity, and uh, she'll like it too. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Remson on deck
4: as everybody's hungry, looking for something to snack on right now. Give me the hot sauce, rolls on, episode 121. <laughs> It is now our pleasure to welcome in our special guest on Give Me the Hot Sauce. He is Dave Revson. You see him doing studio work or for the Big Ten Network, does play-by-play for football and basketball, probably covers every other sport that happens around the conference. One of the busiest guys in the media world. Dave, thank you so much for making time to join us. And what's this week going to be like with uh, the men's Big Ten tournament at the United Center?
6: It's really fun, Mark. Great to be on with both of you, first of all. But um, it's great for us. This really is kind of our Super Bowl as odd as that sounds, you know, the Big Ten Network has the first 10 games of the Big Ten tournament. So we have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, two games on Wednesday, and then all four games on Thursday and Friday. So just in terms of viewership, these are some of our biggest days of the year, maybe outside of football Saturdays. And just having the, the big event, having all of it essentially on our air for those first three days is really huge for us. So it's pretty exciting. The league is crazy this year. Yeah. Uh, Yesterday was one of the oddest days I can ever recall. I mean, when you've got a game tipping off as the last game of the year and one team can either be the two seed or the nine seed, depending on how it comes out, that probably tells you everything you need to know.
3: That's that's my next question. I mean, the Big Ten has been very competitive this year, been one of the top conferences in the country. How many teams, Dave, do you think realistically are going to have a chance to get in, and who needs to play well that may be on the outside looking in uh, that can probably sneak in if they have a good tournament?
6: So, Stacey, I would say, you know, after the Big 12, which I know is near and dear to your heart, uh, the Big Ten's probably been the, the best league in the country. It's certainly the most competitive In terms of how many teams can make it in, there are probably 11 teams of the 14 that are still in the discussion. I I think there are eight that are in really good shape, although Rutgers is, is starting to waver just a little bit here. They had an injury and it's really hurt them a bit. Um, after that, Wisconsin and Penn state are probably in right now, but they are on the bubble. They might need to win a, a game in Chicago just to feel good. And then the team that really needs to make some hay in Chicago is Michigan. Um, they, they've got some, a couple really good wins. They've gone three straight overtime games and, and you know, had a chance in a couple of them and, and let them slip away, but a really competitive team. Uh, Gave Illinois everything they can handle, Indiana everything they can handle. They beat Northwestern a couple times. They just need to accumulate more of these quad one wins. That Rutgers-Michigan game on Thursday is a huge game. and Both those teams really need a win heading into that one
4: Dave what do you make about the season that Northwestern has had there was some talk at the beginning of the year that Chris Collins might be under a little bit of heat if he didn't have a a good season this year and and they have performed well above expectations a little bit of a slump at the end of the year but they got a big win on Sunday night Um, you know the guards are outstanding Uh, if if they had Pete Nance on this team they, they, they really could be a handful for some squads
6: yeah, I don't know, they had Pete Nance for four years and uh, you know, it was what it was. So uh, obviously you, you wish Pete the best, he's a, a great young guy and West Carolina, they have of course had a tough year. I mean, I think that's what's so crazy about it, right? Is you lose a player in Pete Nance, North Carolina, you lose Ryan Young to Duke and you get better, you get. Yeah way better. I mean, like not even close. So I, I again, I, I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of things that happened here. They hired a new assistant coach, Chris Lowery, who was the coach for a while at SIU. And then was uh, Bruce Weber's staff for many years at Kansas state. He's kind of a defensive specialist and they really overhauled the defense. And that's been the calling card of this team. They do have good guards. Chase Audition is a really good defensive guard. He has struggled a bit offensively. Boo Boo has been phenomenal offensively and and is really in some sense has carried the team on offense and then they have a lot of really good role players this brooks barnheiser who barely played as a freshman last year has really come on he had a double double in that game against rutgers so it's really been a, a, a team effort matt nicholson the, the center has filled in really admirably in the absence of young and nance It's been a great story. I mean, look, the truth of the matter is they made the tournament in 17. They've had five straight losing seasons since. So I think it was kind of fair to question what was going on there. But give a ton of credit to Chris and and a ton of credit to those young guys. They've turned it around a big way. It became a really difficult place to play. Their students got way into it, which was fun to see. And uh, it's a neat story. I mean, they're going to be not only in the NCAA tournament, but very comfortably in the tournament. They're the two seed in the, the Big Ten. It's the first time they finished in the top two in the Big Ten, guys. Wow. Since
3: 1959. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. Now... It's a while. I, I'm looking at Purdue. I, I, I mean, Purdue... It kind of scares me because they look like a team if everything is going well for them and now they're hitting on all cylinders, they can get to the final four and really make some noise. But then there's times you watch them play and they're not they don't they're not playing as physical as they're capable of playing the big kid. I like, you know, um, sometimes he didn't play as big as he, he, he is and so I can see that being a problem because as you know Dave guard play is huge in the NCAA tournament they've got some pretty decent yeah. guards but they've been a little shaky in the losses that they've had so talk a little bit about that
6: they have been I mean that's exactly what it's been Stacy is look Zach Edie is a load he's 7'4 he's got a great chance to be national player of the year and had a great chance to be big 10 player of the year we're actually going to announce that all big 10 teams will get those tomorrow morning and announce them on our big 10 today show at at 11 o'clock Central Time on uh, Tuesday. But um, the issue is the guards, and and they've got two freshman guards, and they're both really good. Like, I I mean, I think in a year or two, they may have the best backcourt tandem in the Big Ten. The issue is kind of how good are they gonna be here in March? They both hit a little bit of a wall. Braden Smith is the point guard, kind of a lightly recruited kid from Indiana. He's had some really big moments. He's really athletic. I mean, he's a good player but people get into, like we saw Illinois get into this yeah. on Sunday and and really impact them, like make things difficult for those guys, even bringing the ball up the floor. And then the other one is a young man named Fletcher Lawyer, who uh, his brother Foster is a pretty good player you guys might be familiar with, was at uh, Michigan State, now is at Davidson, having a great year. Again, Fletcher started the year really well. It feels like maybe he's hit a bit of a wall. He's not shooting it great. So that is the concern to me about Purdue. is is the guard play good enough? because Evie's phenomenal, but he, he can only take you so far.
4: What do you make of Illinois? Brad Underwood is a guy that wears his emotions on his sleeve. You never have to wonder about how he's feeling at any moment in a game. And it seems like his team has kind of taken on that persona. When they're going good, everybody's uh, got a lot of emotion and and there's a lot of good camaraderie. And then when they start to fade, it seems like the the body language slumps and and they fade pretty quickly. Uh, Are they a team that could do some damage in the NCAA tournament or are they just uh, too up and down?
6: I think they could do some damage, Mark. It really, you know, it always depends on matchups. I guess, ultimately in the tournament. They're just a weird team. Um, They've kind of, you know, they have a bunch of transfers. They lost all five starters from last year. And this is kind of what it is in this day and age, you know, kind of for better or for worse. I mean, you can say, I don't like it, and I I wish guys stayed four years. They don't anymore, and this is... This is what it is and so brad pieced together a team some of it is recruits his freshmen are actually really good their, their point guard jade naps i like a lot but he's actually out he's in concussion protocol right now but you know terrence shannon chicago kid transferred home he was at texas tech matthew meyer was a baylor comes in for for one year uh, again this is Dean uh, danger is another uh, baylor guy this is kind of what it is right now and it just feels like they they still haven't always gelled offensively. Like, they are last in the Big Ten in three-point percentage in conference play. They're first in two-point percentage, and yet they shoot the fourth-highest percentage of threes of any team in the league. Wow. So they don't make threes, but they shoot a lot of
4: them. And <laughs> I'm I, like, oh, and that's I not a it's good just, idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a great
6: idea. And, and I, you know, you talk about Brad being frustrated. Like, that has really frustrated him, and he's talking about it on many different occasions, but it just seems like sometimes they kind of collectively get into this mentality where they just settle. When they don't settle, like when Taryn Shannon's going downhill, yeah, you don't want to be in front of him. I mean, he's a real load and, and they've got a few guys who are in that mold who can really drive the ball. Uh, I guess I just wish they did it more. And if they can harness that somehow, again, they can be really good. I, I think they're maybe constructed better for the NCAA tournament than they are for the Big Ten. But, you know, as we've seen with Illinois in recent years, if you play one bad game in the tournament, and I mean, it's not just Illinois, it's any team, and it's done, so, so we'll see. I, I'm cautiously optimistic, but, but I would say it's been a slightly disappointing season just based on the amount of talent they have. Because I think from like a, a sheer talent point of view, they might be the best team in the Big Ten.
3: When I, when I look at the NCAA tournament and when I start thinking about the Big Ten, I always think about Tom Izzo. His team always... Yeah. Looks like a totally different team when they come out of the Big Ten because you know they're one of the most. They've always been one of the most physical teams for the longest. I mean, they're when they when they're in the tournament, they beat you up on the offensive glass. They're just a physical team, which a lot of teams in the NCAA tournament are not used to seeing that type of play. And so when they get into the tournament, they seem like they they uh, hit a, a different gear. They're a different team. That's the team I think that people should really watch uh, going into the NCAA tournament. Depending where they get. And depending on what what region they're in, but they could be a surprise team going deep, making a deep run, at least the Sweet Sixteen round.
6: I'm with you, Stacy. I look Tom Izzo; the record speaks for itself. Obviously, had incredible success in March. This team is a little different. I don't know how much you've been able to watch them this year. They do not have a traditional big in the way that they have in past years, and so. I would say they're probably better offensively, frankly, this year than they are defensively. They have some really good shooters. I like their guards a lot. They've got three guards. Tyson Walker is another transfer from Northeastern, uh, kind of got acclimated last year, and I think's really made a huge step this year. He is a big shot maker. Like, when it comes down to the end of the game, he wants the ball in his hands. They have another really physical guard, A.J. Hogard, who's kind of... Uh, He's, he's stocky, he's tough, he, he can get to the hoop. And then Jaden Akins is kind of a wild card for them. He's had some really good games as well. So I worry a little bit about that five spot. It just hasn't been what it's been in the past. They just don't have a guy they can dump it inside to and get a bucket. And, you know, do you need that? I mean, not necessarily. You, you guys have made the point that, that March Madness is a guards game usually. And, and I like Michigan State's guards. I like Tom Izzo. I, they're playing better here down the stretch than they were earlier in the year. The weird thing is in the Big Ten this year, you know, Michigan State is a team we always talk about. And I just don't feel like we've talked about them as much as we have in past years. And, and so maybe it's kind of, they've got everyone right where they want him.
4: Selection Sundays become somewhat of a national holiday for sports fans. Everybody's got their brackets out trying to figure out which teams are going to shock the experts and make a deep run. Of course, you've covered the Big Ten primarily, but I know you watch a lot of college basketball around the country. If you could, give our listeners a, a couple of dark horse teams maybe you like to go further than their, their seed might uh, indicate. Dark
6: horses. I, I like Xavier a lot. Um, I, I think that's a really good team. Uh, that would be one that i kind of throw into my, my bracket. I, you know, I don't know if I, I don't, I know UCLA is not a dark horse, but I've watched them a lot this year just yeah. because they're coming into the big 10. And so I'm kind of wanted to familiarize myself, man. I think they're really good. Like in the right situation, you know, they, they could make a, a really deep run. That could be a, a final 14. Again, I they may very well be a number one seed. So I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a, a dark horse pick but they're someone that's kind of jumped off the page and in, in watching them a lot this year um yeah other than that uh yeah i mean i i, I like arizona a lot I, I don't necessarily see them as a dark horse either but you know another pac-12 team that I, i've had an opportunity to watch some this year that i think can make some noise um but i would just say this if you're going to base your bracket on what i think you're in. Big
4: <laughs> we all feel that way, Dave.
6: <laughs> because I haven't, I haven't won a, a even the fat, like the dog beats me sometimes <laughs> in, the, in the family bracket pool. So I, I sometimes think like that you, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, like with the NBA, like the more you know, the less you know. Yeah. Like you just kind of, the paralysis by analysis, you're like constantly thinking about this. And I would even say it just within the Big Ten. You know, like, I think I know what's gonna happen from week to week, and uh, I mean, this year's been crazy, but, but I just feel like a lot of the times, uh, you know, I just don't, uh, and, and that, like, that's the beauty of this tournament is, you know, that the guy in, uh, you know, accounting or, you know, human resources who, who never watches a game all year is the one who ends up winning the darn thing because yeah. he picked, you know, uniform colors or, you know, <laughs> by, what, what vowels are in school names, and, and that's, that's what makes it great.
3: One of, the, one of the things I've noticed over the last few years compared to, to years past especially like when I played, you know you're starting to see the teams, you know these guys are one and done, they're gone they, which, which really hurts, yeah. you know, the universities but the older teams the guys with, you know, you saw Brady Manick last year leave Oklahoma to go to North Carolina that was a huge difference in North Carolina making a run uh, in the tournament and now you see Brady Manik gone and they're not the same team, they don't have that leadership veteran. Houston Cougars to me looks yeah. like that kind of team where those guys are older. They're they're on their fourth, third, and fourth year, and they play. They're battle tested, and they got a coach that's probably one of the best coaches uh, in in college basketball. And Kelvin Sampson, talk a little bit about that, Dave, and what you've seen out of that.
6: Yeah, Houston's really good. Um, I, you know, I think that Kelvin kind of has this reputation as being a great defensive coach, which he is. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a well-earned reputation, but like you watch them, they can score, Stacey. Yes. I, you know, I don't know how much you, you guys watch them, but they're a good offensive team as well. I mean, they're going to be a one seed. They may end up being the number one overall seed. I guess my hesitation is they are not in a great league. And, and I, you know, we've seen this with Gonzaga through the years, and I, I love Mark View. I, I covered them a lot when I was at ESPN. I did it. Ton of their games, spent a lot of time in Spokane, and and really got to know him and admire his program. And and I'm not saying that they won't someday win a national championship, but it's just hard. I think sometimes when you don't face that same level of competition week in and week out, we have certainly seen some mid majors make great runs. We saw you know Butler do it with Brad Stevens. I mean, it, it can be done. I'm not saying it can't be done. Uh, I'm just saying it, it's hard when you haven't been like every night through the grind. And, and I, I think that's the issue with Houston. It's been the issue sometimes with Gonzaga and St. Mary's and and some of these other schools. So That's my only hesitation. I mean, they're going to guard the heck out of you. As you said, They're veterans They can score, they're a really good team. I just wonder about that when, when you just don't have a game where you say, well, you know, we know we're going to win this one there. There's no such game as that in the NCAA tournament. And there's no game like that in the Big 12, and there's no game like that in the Big 10. And so I just wonder whether maybe that gives some of those other teams a little more of an advantage. Hey Dave, before we
4: let you go, I know that uh, people who follow the show remember you from your days at ESPN. Uh, you crossed paths with a, a couple of guys I work with, and uh, Pat Boyle and, and Chuck Garfine. Yeah. You got any favorite memories or story from your time at, at ESPN uh, that you'd like to share with our audience?
6: Oh, man, I mean, that's like a whole nother podcast, Mark. <laughs> um, you know, just so many great memories. It really was, uh, it was a wonderful experience for me. I mean, I was the weekend anchor at the worst station in the Quad Cities. I'd been in the business for three years and I got hired at ESPN Wow! for the launch of ESPN News with Chuck, uh, Pat came a little bit later uh, as I recall, but, but Chuck was one of the, the first anchors with me and and Mike Greenberg was there and mm-hmm. Michael Kim, who does some work in, in this market. And and man, like we just didn't know what we didn't know. And and it was, you know, we were hired for ESPN news, which like no one could actually get for the first six months. And they just kind of threw us into the deep end to see whether or not we could swim. And um it was amazing. I would just say like, I always think back to those first days and and the, at the very beginning, like maybe two weeks in, we had an all-staff on air staff meeting. And so, you know, I'm I'm three weeks removed from being the weekend anchor at the worst station <laughs> in And I'm sitting in this room like with Berman and Tarico and Dan and Keith. I mean, it was the height of ESPN. And you really did. I mean, like, I really thought, like, you know, it's just going to be, hey, you're on candid camera, and they were going to come in and. <laughs> and, and <I> was, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it it, it, I mean, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. I, I, I left. I, you know, this was an incredible opportunity for me. It's turned out to be life-altering. Um, but I left on the greatest of terms. They, they couldn't have treated me better uh, on, on my way out the door. And, um, you know, I kept a lot of great friends there and it was just amazing. I mean, it was an amazing, amazing experience. There's so many talented people there and I learned a ton. I was there for more than a decade and and yeah, nothing but fond memories. But again, like you, you get Chuck and Pat and me in, in a room and, you know, maybe with a, a few uh, alcoholic beverages. <laughs> man, there'd be some good stories. There's some wild <laughs> times. It's just like, it, it, it's just, I mean, it, it, it you know, it's just, it, it, you always felt like if people only knew, Right. right. We're the worldwide
3: leader.
6: <laughs> you know, the chaos that's going on constantly trying to get the thing on the air. It, it was it was remarkable.
3: I got one more question before we let you go. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talk about because you're around the college game and, you know, I'm looking at this portal and I, yeah. I'm, I'm I don't I'm not saying I don't like it, but I think, you know, it's hurting the game to the point where. People can just leave every year. Like, I, I don't like that where they're able to transfer. I mean, I know there's a couple guys in Oklahoma that have been to three schools since they left. And to me, I just think it's really hurting the college game. You should be able to only leave one, Dave, one time. Just one time. You want to transfer because you don't like the school or whatever. You, you the coach leaves, goes, you know, gets another job. If you want to leave, you get an opportunity to leave one time. That's it. And then that choice, the next choice, you're there for the remaining of the time that you're in school. But this leaving, like you know, I dream of genie blinking the eyes and you just, bleep, I'm going to another school. <laughs> I, I'm not a big fan of that because it just hurts the game to me.
6: Well, I'll say this, Stacy. We've got a player. It's like, a player in our league, Michael Han, who plays for Penn State, who's on his fifth school. Wow, his fifth school. Wow, like that—that wouldn't have even been possible, right? Not for the the pandemic, because of course everyone got an extra year. I don't know. I mean, look—the argument of you shouldn't be able to leave it all. I, you know, and I'm not saying you're saying that, but I mean, you know, the horse is out of the barn and running across the pasture, and it's just not fair that coaches can be as transitory as they are, and, and the players not be able to leave it all. I certainly don't disagree with your solution potentially. I I would say as an addendum to that, that if you did want to leave, if you go somewhere and you transfer and it doesn't work out for whatever reason you want to leave again, maybe then you do sit out a year. I think one of the things, one of the things that is a problem, Stacey, is that when you transfer, not all your credits come with you. And and I guess I'm just naive enough to believe that we're still at least somewhat in the educational business yes. and that, you know, that if kids don't get a college degree, we've done them a disservice. And and so, and so that is like, that's the one part of it that really bothers me. And I know there are people would laugh at me and just say like, it's not about that, but, but for most of the kids, they're not going to play professionally. And so if it isn't about that, it should be about that. And somebody should say to them, Hey, this is really important to you. You're getting this opportunity. You're getting a free college education. Like, I'm gonna be paying for three college educations next year simultaneously. So, you know, there is value in that. And and again, I understand those those young people have value. And that is being addressed in in their opportunity to profit off name, image, and likeness. And and so it, you know, it is more of a two-way street than it once was. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm saying it's better. Um, but but again, I, I just wanna see. If there would be a way that like everyone kind of come together and agree and do what is best for the kids. And I do believe letting them transfer without sitting out is best for the kids, but also being cognizant of, of kind of all these other things that this is supposed to be about, and, and education is, is one of them.
3: That, that's one of my biggest things is, is the fact that I've always said what, what the NCAA should do is, because everybody's not a pro athlete, everybody's not going to get drafted in the NBA, everybody's not going to get drafted in the NFL, where you don't hear about the kids who put their name in, and then they don't make it. And I think they should be doing documentaries on those kids to deter some other kids who say, wait a minute, this kid was really good at the University of Maryland. He's an all-conference player, whatever, and he didn't get drafted, you know, and now he can't go back to school. You can't go back and play. And I think that the NCAA should allow those kids to come back and play. Even if they don't get drafted, they should still be able to come back and get education. They still should be able to play for their college. You're penalizing them because they put their name in the draft to be professionals. They're not professionals. They didn't make it. So they should be able to come back and play on their college team and get an education. I think that rule needs to be changed. That's just my opinion.
6: I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, there's a deadline, we have to remove your name. Why do you have to remove your name? Like go through the draft, and if you don't get drafted, then let's circle back. Or if you don't like where you're picked, absolutely. I mean, again, I, I think we ought to be falling all over ourselves to to make this the best opportunity it can be for young people. And whatever we can do to accommodate, like the world is imperfect, there are, I mean, people make decisions that they soon realize are bad decisions, and yeah, I agree. With you. You, you shouldn't be penalized for it. Now, coaches will tell you, "Well, it's hard to play on my roster." I mean, at, you know, at a certain point, I got to replace a kid. Like if he tells me he's going pro, and so are there ways that you can, you know, if you you're, you allow for one kid to come back, you're over the limit for a year, and then the next year you have to be one below the limit. Maybe you average thirteen scholarships a year over there you know, the course of five years, whatever it would be. I just think there are ways like, there are a lot of smart people, at least in theory in this, cause it is education, right? So there ought to be at least a few smart people. And and it just feels like there ought to be ways that, that we can make it work because I'm I'm with you. I mean, it's just, it's really a shame if, if someone loses out on that opportunity because someone, you know, their great uncle told them, you know, you should declare for the NBA.
4: Hey, Dave, thank you for being so generous with your time. You know, you got a busy week ahead with the big 10 tournament here in Chicago at the United center. So thank you so much. And maybe we'll have you back. We'll tell more ES- ESPN stories. <laughs> 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 it was a lot of fun. we
6: have to have boiling garfoyle on though too. Yeah, that'd be
4: fun to the that sounds like a plan. Dave Repson, right. our guest on give me the hot sauce. Boy, that was a lot of fun. Get a chance to talk with Dave Repson of the big 10 network. as everybody's getting ready for March madness selection Sunday coming up this weekend. And, uh, If you've forgotten, we want to remind you, we've got a contest going on here with the Gimme the Hot Sauce crew. See if you can beat Stacy, Tim, and myself in filling out a bracket. We are teaming up with our friends at Run Your Pool for a bracket challenge. Head over to play.runyourpool.com slash hot sauce. After the bracket is announced this coming Sunday, fill out your picks to the best of your ability and see if you can do better than the three of us. First prize. It keeps going up. It's $500 now.
5: Wasn't it $400 last week? They added some uh, other prizes, so now there's five prizes in total. And so I guess sixth prize will be some hot sauce, or maybe we mix it somewhere in the middle. Well,
4: that's great. So make sure that you get your entry in because you get a chance to win some money. This may not, you know, this is our first crack at it, so you may not get as many people entering as you do in other uh, bracket challenges, so you got a good chance to win. We appreciate all the people that uh, join us every week for our live YouTube show, and I know that they're going to fill out their brackets and see if they can compete with us. I think they want to beat Whispers more than anything, right? Whispers.
5: Well, we just got some insight there on who the Dark Horses are. They're all number one picks.
4: <laughs> well, yeah. well, what did you think of his take on uh, Northwestern?
5: I would agree with that. It's, it's it's a crapshoot like a lot of those teams. Yeah, and,
4: and the weird thing is, like you said, if they had lost that game to Rutgers, they would have sank all oh, the Oh, they would have sank, yeah, yeah. Listen.
3: Yeah. I'm playing the percentages. <laughs> Northwestern will be gone the first week, first weekend. And I love Chris Collins. It's my yeah. boy. But I just don't think they... They're the way they play. (sighs) uh, I just don't know, man. I'm not a, it doesn't translate. Guard play and the guard play in uh NCW Turner is huge, man. You gotta you gotta have that? some veteran guards, you gotta be able to have the guards control the pace, uh, be able to get guys' shots, and then have guards that when the shot clock's winding down, the clock's winding down, they can go get buckets. Or you better have you a good big man that you can throw that ball into. As yeah. he was talking well, about, that's, Michigan State Boo Yeah, I don't
5: know, yeah. man. I'm not, I
3: don't know about that.
5: <laughs> 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 I'm just, I'm Where's Oklahoma seated this year? Hey,
3: oh, I, I don't go there. Oh, no, no. First of all. You knew of that all. was
5: coming. What? First
3: of, all, first of all, America, I went to Houston. <laughs> okay, Houston Cougars, we're number one, baby. Number yeah. one, baby. He's a Georgia football fan. He's a Houston Cougar you basketball fan. You know what, Mark? Fan. You don't need to tell everybody that. We're not in football season right now. They didn't know that. But you just let it out. To, let's get out the
5: bag. Because all that portal stuff he did back yeah. in the day. We're not talking about Jacob
4: portal either.
5: <laughs> we're
4: talking about the transfer portal. Oh, oh my God. transform college I'll tell you athletics. what, if there would
3: have been a portal, boy, if they would have a portal while I was there, man. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to tell you something. If it wasn't for Lois and James King, I might have jumped That's in the right. portal. My mom That's and dad right. made me go back to Oklahoma <laughs> when I was going to transfer. They said, hey, you are going back. This is where you wanted to go. You're going to stay there. I don't care if you play another minute. I don't you're going to get a degree. And if you don't play another minute, I don't care. So my parents said, that's when your parents had to sign off on it if you were under a certain age. So I mm-hmm. like, you know, 18, 19 years old, they, you had to sign off on it. My parents refused to sign the letter. And I had to go back with my tail between my legs <laughs> after threatening to leave. I had to go back. And the rest is history. Wait a minute, wait. And I went back, ladies and gentlemen. Can we get the camera over there? Can we get the camera over there? Uh, show the jersey. Retired over there. Okay, guys. Yeah, America, you go. America. I almost left. But I stayed, and this is what happened. That's right. I'm one of four jerseys retired in the 105 year history of University of Oklahoma basketball. There's only there's only four of us that are retired right now, and I'm one of those four. So I'd like to send a shout out to myself. <laughs> consensus <laughs> yeah.
4: All American, the number consensus. six pick
3: in the nineteen eighty nine NBA Wait a draft. America. <laughs> do you even know what consensus? Do anybody know what consensus means? That means you're the first team All American yeah. on Everybody. every yeah. list. Consensus. No. Not part time, partial, <laughs> partial All American. I was the third team All American my junior year. My my senior year consensus, okay? And D, you know what? Does your shirt run off batteries over there? Okay. Other than that, you need to be quiet, okay? All right, I'm done talking to you. I'm done talking to America. I'm done tooting my own horn. Beep, beep. Wow. And Stacy was driving those luxury
4: automobiles back in his days I in took Oklahoma. A pay cut. Yeah. I took
3: a pay cut when I came to the league. Oh, baby. 20 years <laughs> statue. What do you call that? Statue of limitation. That's you right. can't get me now, NCAA tournament. You can't get me now, baby. I, I broke a lot of rules back in the day, man. I took a pay cut when I got to the league. And we want to put
4: all the folks in the Chicagoland viewing area in a nice brand new oh, automobile, yes. courtesy of our friends at Bigger's Mazda. Their sizzling new Elgin location at Randall Road is the biggest Mazda store in the state of Illinois. Bigger is offering a bottle of Stacy's Signature Hot Sauce with first test drives of new or pre-owned vehicles. It's your choice, everything from the coolest SUVs to the stunning Miata. So join the fun at 2100 Randall Road in Elgin at Biggers Mazda and tell them the Gimme the Hot Sauce crew sent you. I don't know exactly what it'll get you, but it might get you a bottle of hot sauce if you test drive a car. It'll yeah, Get you walk
3: right out the door. <laughs> if you're not there to buy a car, you might as well turn back in, and get in your old, get back in your car and go somewhere else. Okay, Stacy, did you have people over for the big UFC card uh, last night? Yeah, week? you know who know who came over. Yeah, all a, the boys, ungrateful children. <laughs> so come over to eat all the food. Drink did you enjoy the, the card? And... Yeah, I tell. Hey, hey, did you see it, Tim? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna tell you something, John Jones. Being away for four years and going up against arguably the second baddest heavyweight next to Francis and who left. Probably arguably the second best heavyweight destroyed him with. I mean, as soon as the bell rang, it was like it was like something like Mike Tyson when you see Mike Tyson <laughs> yeah, he rhyme, yeah. and he just went and just beat him up in 10 seconds. It was very similar to that. I mean, I, I looked at John Jones's body, I was like, Man, this he looks yeah, like he's a little flabby. I, I was like, I was a little <laughs> nervous. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. This weight might be too much for him. And man, he went out there and destroyed it. Took Francis Nagato like the entire fight to get to be able to, to win that yeah. fight and and john jones it took less than two minutes to submit him unbelievable yeah
5: and then the fight before that
3: oh with uh valentino yeah that was great okay yeah yes uh the bullet valentino okay she was dominating the fight the whole fight the whole fight dominating then she got she gave up her back and got choked out a lot, but <laughs> I Listen, Alexa Grasso. Listen, I, I would tell you this though, not not discrediting her. She she's a fighter. Like that girl, she gonna beat a lot of people. She got her hands are unbelievable. She, yeah, she can box. Yeah, she can box. She might beat a you know they you know the uh, what's the other game uh, the the one the, the other female champion. What's her name? I forgot her name. The uh, lioness. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. oh my god! It's Here we are, the Amanda Magus, huh? Yeah,
5: Amanda Nunez.
3: Amanda Nunez. I thought had the best hands. I thought, yeah, she drinks Medellin, yeah. I thought she had the best hand. So paint. does Lori Lightfoot, apparently. Oh, wow. Did you see that wow. photo? Wow. No. Leave Lori alone, man. She's recovered right now. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. She a alone. land? Wow. You guys, you, she had you, security going into Walgreens what? to get a 24-pack. Wow, you guys, you I don't guys, blame her. listen, you guys are kicking a woman when you down. Look, Miss Lightfoot, Miss Lightfoot, I'm not I'm not part of this team doing this to you, okay? You guys, we wish you well on your journey and wherever else you're going. For, for Beetlejuice too. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, we just lost another sponsor. We, we lost another sponsor. I, we, we, me and Mark do not. We no. We know We not. We, no, we no, we're
4: not. Yeah. No, we're not part the of that. Comments of Tim Kelly yeah, do not yeah, necessarily no. reflect wow. the rest of the audience. Wow,
5: juice. Wow, <laughs> they do reflect my views.
3: <laughs>
5: That's the opinions of
3: Tim for. Kelly
4: are his own. Wow. Send With all your t- comments t- to Tim Kelly at Telluride. That's account. terrible.
3: That's terrible. But yeah. But anyway, uh, Grasso can throw them hands. She might be the second. She might even be better than Nunes as far as boxing is concerned because she. Gets gave Valentina a, a problem because Valentina was like she's a good fighter too and she didn't want no part of them hands she wouldn't yeah. try to take down you could tell when someone doesn't want to stand there and, and exchange blows and you know normally she just dominates people she beats them on the up on the stand up and then on the ground but she could tell with this girl like oh, yeah, this girl hit me a couple of times in the chin <laughs> I, don't I don't want any I, part I think, of that I think I better take her down with a single leg takedown <laughs> <laughs> we're going to wrap things up today with a, a,
4: a different category we talk about man code violation. Oh, I got one. uh, You got a man code violation. All right,
3: here we go oh, Uh-oh. a serious man co-violation. I forgot to tell y'all to put this on. So <laughs> I, Saturday, I go get a massage. Yeah. Okay, I go, I'm not going to say the name where I went to go get it. But I went, I'll go get a massage. So so, um, so it's one of, these, um, one of these downtown. I'm not telling you the name. But, so I'm in there getting a massage and I'm on the table. And I wanted to try this place out because my buddy said, hey, try this place out. They do great massages, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, All right, cool, try it out. So I had yeah. a day off, so I went down there. So I'm going to get a massage. And I'm on my stomach. And so my hands are behind my back with my hands cuffed. In handcuffs? To- no! Oh, wow! Wow! What? They- Hey, hey, when get I finish this story, then, hey, when I finish this story, it might not have been out of realm of possibility. Okay, <laughs> so I got my hands behind me. I'm, I'm, I got my hands behind me. So the guy, he was, he was, you know, doing my back, and he was putting his elbow in there. And, you know, so he, get, what? So he, he gets up on the table. Swear to God, gets up on the table, and so, so he's coming across my hands, and he, his junk is in my hands, like <laughs> literally. What? I was like, I was like, sleep, and i and he come. You know, you get up on the table, and he me and his like, oh, man parts was in my hands. Oh, and I was like, no. I was like, I went like this. I hit him like I gave him like a cup check. Like, get off me! What are you doing?
4: And, and we're not, like, not talking about Mitch Cup. No, know that. No,
3: no, no. <laughs> and it was I felt, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark. Mark, I felt violated. Yeah, I, like, I, I like, think I, you were. I got flustered. I was like, so I got up the table. I said, "Hey man, hey, hey man, <laughs> look, you already got your tip. Look, look, bro, look, <laughs> look." <laughs> It ain't that type of party. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, Mr. Kimmy's. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I said, man, you could have walked around the table. You didn't have to do all that. He he climbed up on the table and literally had his like like. My hands were like this. This is how they were, America. They're just like this. And I got big hands. Okay, got big hands. So as you can see, these hands are pretty big. So I have them down. I'm behind my back. And he just straddles my back, trying to get oh, over to the left man. side to elbow me. And and I'm like, he had like some like little tennis shorts on. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, first of all, that was a man co-violation, walking yeah. in and giving a man a massage with little tennis shorts on, right? Little white ones, like John, like John used <laughs> yeah. to wear them. Yeah, Yeah, okay. So, yeah.
5: so he was all oiled up too,
3: like John? No, he wasn't all oiled up, Tim, okay? But he just, it was a man co-violation. The first thing I thought about was you clowns, okay? The first thing I thought, I said, oh my God, wait till they hear about this. No one's going to believe me. So I, I was... I was just flustered the whole time. I didn't even get to enjoy my massage. I just said, hey, man, just just stop. Has yeah. this
5: ever, ever happened to you, Mark?
3: Uh, nothing like
4: that's never no, happened. No, mm.
5: no, no. And uh, D, he was going to call the police on you. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> listen,
3: hey, hey, listen, man, listen, it was, it was, <laughs> listen, it's, it, Ooh. It's the stuff and it was raining too It of, was like raining too And then he had a nerd To offer me some candy afterwards <laughs> You know They had like this They had this like This what? little certain And I ain't gonna lie I like the candy It's like this strawberry candy what? They give you So you said, he, said, candy? he said He said Mr. King Would you like some candy This was afterwards oh, And then no. I kind of felt I kind of felt like Wow that's really bad Now you know you did Something wrong So now you're gonna try To you yeah. know make it better By giving me gonna candy make it better, so no. it no. like, I don't want candy <laughs> Give me money Forget the candy Did he take it out Of his tennis shorts Yeah Man, I'm not. Okay, I'm done, America. That was the man go by hey, we,
4: we were going to talk about the uh, jackass of the week. Yes, but the jackass but of the week. But instead of John Morant, Stacy's massage therapist yes. is our jackass of the week. So all we I know can, his name was of...
3: Mark. That's all I know. <laughs> and it wasn't his <laughs> nah, Mark. but his me, name no. no. No, no. Yeah. Hell no. I wouldn't let Mark uh, me in shorts. It was another <laughs> Mark. And he and he was a strong dude, too. He was like, I, you know, man. Oh, oh, Lord, why did, I, did you just
5: say anything? You have a ball gag in or what was going listen,
3: on? Listen, dude, he caught me off guard. Okay, If you've been in America, if you've ever had a massage, you're in there to relax, deep yeah. tissue. You, you're like almost going to sleep. They're playing some kind of music to make you go to sleep. Now, I, I guess they pour some kind of gas down, some mist, and it makes you go to sleep. I think it's like, I think it's. Oh, that, like that's sleep. a whole different yeah. story right there. <laughs> so, so,
4: so, so. <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> a bunch of gas to knock
3: you
6: out. Wow. Oh, no. no. It's like,
4: it's like oh, water. Oh, no. It's,
3: it's like oil. It's oil. Like like water. The salt, you know, it's like water mist. It's like a mist. Like when you go in the grocery store and they spray the water on the vegetables, it's kind of like that. Like, this just keeps
4: getting worse, America. So
3: America. Oh. So America, America, America. I was out. I was out. I was halfway asleep. I was sleeping, enjoying a massage. And then all of a sudden... Oh Did man! Deshaun wants so, to so, about so this whispers place. to sum it, it pork up. Pork and beans,
4: pork and beans, pork and beans. <laughs> whispers what? to sum it up. They gassed Stacey. They knocked
5: him out, <laughs> oh, yeah. and he woke up with a guy's choking his head, <laughs> wearing little tennis shorts <laughs> oh, my God. and all oiled up. Okay, and then gave him candy. And he
3: ate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> see, <laughs> see, I try to come here. I am trying to say I was scarred, America. I was scarred. I was, I was devastated what happened oh, to me. Okay, man. and I try to tell my friends for a little sympathy here and. And look how they, just how they treat me. I'm, I'm really going to need back. therapy and
5: I wasn't even there.
3: <laughs> That's I'm, the kind of hard you entertainment you only I'll get and guard. give me the hot sauce, oh. ladies and gentlemen. He was trying to give me wow. some hot sauce. I didn't take it, baby. Ah, oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, Jesus.
5: Oh, Lord. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. boy. That's, there's, the, there's the end. Hey,
4: is Mike, is Mike outside or did you give him the night off? Since it's oh, so no. Mike's
3: here, man. Mike's here. So Mike. Mike's Mike. I think
4: he's probably rolling in the little laughing listen, at that story. Listen,
3: Mike took, his, Mike took me there. Oh. Mike was the one who drove me around. And so he had to hear the whole story. No, I didn't tell him the story because I was knows so embarrassed. He's, was, he's listening. Oh, yeah. Mike, Mike. I'm dead. Mike, keep that to yourself, baby. here. <laughs> All right, this is a shout out to my boy Mike Amarov, who uh who's a big Bruce Springsteen fan. He went to Portland, almost got snowed out, but he made it to the concert. Uh, when it comes to insurance, oh, that's the wrong one. Oh, that's wrong. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Wendy City Limousine provides championship service. Making a reservation is so easy. It's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full court pressure traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact us at 847-916-9300 or visit WindyCityLimos.com and you get a discount at the massage parlor that Mike took me to that I knew nothing about until I walked in there and got violated.
5: <laughs> don't use code wow. King 21 there. <laughs> no. Don't use Baby yeah. World, baby. Yeah. Keep
3: yourself if the mist comes down. Put, the, put your tray, do this. Do this, America. Don't, don't smell it
4: because you'll go out out, like me. I just feel sorry for all the people who are listening to this episode and they gave up after the Dave Repson interview because what they missed is all the time. That's why you gotta, why you gotta stay on the
3: show because you never, yeah. know, what's you gonna never gonna know what's gonna it's happen. You never know what's gonna happen in the end. Remember the yeah. movies when they show the credits yeah. and they all, you always tell you to stay yeah. at the end. Yeah. Something yeah. there's some kind of there's some kind of little storyline there. This is like giving the the same way. So if
4: you have a friend who said I heard the Dave Repson interview, but then I cut out, tell them they gotta listen to the third segment. Woo. Because that, that's an all-time. I don't know how we recover that from that, so I guess the best thing we can do is, is say goodbye. Wish Stacy best of luck. He's got a trip to Denver and Houston coming up. Hopefully, get a couple of wins, get back in the race. Denver, yeah. edibles, edibles,
3: <laughs> edibles. Denver, I'm coming, baby. Don't go for a massage pump, pump in Denver, fast, baby. All oh, I'm coming. Denver's legal there, baby. It's legal. <laughs> Drive home safely, Chicago,
5: baby.
6: <laughs>
1: London. For more, go to slash taylor Tay in the UK it's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.